Nice to see you again. Nice to see you again. We're back with another podcast episode of the Closing the Gap. Uh, Ugo and Fabrizio here. I mean, people, I think they know us, but if they just happen to, <laughs> to, to, to this be the first episode that they listen to, they might not even know who we are. <laughs> just, oh, I found a nice podcast and these two people are talking, but what are their names? I don't even know. <laughs> So just a, a little reminder, I'm Hugo, uh, and uh, my lovely co-host here, Fabrizia, from, uh, we're both from Italy, but actually while I live in Italy, Fabrizia is, yeah, you moved to the UK. Yes. Great. And we're both, we're both <laughs> photographers, but we love to, to talk about creativity, and, uh, closing the gap, the dreaded gap that people feel when they... I feel like they are stuck in a rut and they want to grow as an artist. So this is what, in a nutshell, is the, uh, the gist, the essence of this podcast. Yes, and if this is your first podcast, listen to this and then go back from the first one. <laughs> so <laughs> you'll get all of them. We publish quite a few episodes and they follow more or less. So it's not really a progression, but I think they all make sense. If uh, uh, you, you look at them, it's not like... Uh, uh, watching The Walking Dead, where you need to <laughs> see all the previous episodes, <laughs> catch up with Game of Thrones. <laughs> catch, you're at, you, you don't start at season six. You don't understand anything, then <laughs> <laughs> and it makes no sense anyway. So whatever. Okay, enough rambling here. Uh, last week we talked about writing, about the importance of writing, right? And we, we mentioned various uh, reasons why writing is important if you're a photographer, if you're a creative professional. Um, and we, we thought that, I mean, just telling people, oh, these are the reasons why you should write, it's, uh, it's not very effective because people have, uh, they can understand that, they can appreciate our reasons, they can agree with them, but they still have problems. They still think, oh, I don't know what to write. I have no time to write. I don't have ideas. Nobody wants to read what I write. Uh, my writing is bad. I'm not a good writer and so on. There's a number of reasons that people put out to justify why they're not writing. So we would like to help our listeners with a little bit of practical uh, ideas on how to overcome the writer's block, for example. Yeah, also... Um, practical ideas and also good ways of killing any excuse that you're making because that's what they are. <laughs> Sorry to be blunt, but that's what it is. We find excuses not to do stuff that we're not comfortable with. And that is kind of at the basis of so many um, missed opportunities to be creative. And since we, this is all about you know how to unblock creativity. Um, sometimes we are not creative. We don't do the things that we could do because we find excuses. We think we're not good enough. And so what you said is exactly right. A lot of people I know, um, and because I teach this in my courses as well, and writing is such a big, big part of actually getting ideas out into, you know, and, and flowing, let's say. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so many people say, oh, but I can't write. You know, I'm not a good writer. So that's not, that's not it at all. If you don't do it, you'll never learn it. And so it's something that uh, it's a practice. And it's uh, something that we can use in many, many different ways to achieve different goals and different targets, <laughs> say, and, uh, and to make different things happen. Uh, I have a feeling that you are much better at this than me. I mean, I, I have to confess, I, I tend to pick up a writing habit in spurts. And for a while I do write, then I tend to slack because I mean, I'm, I might be traveling or I have too much work to do or other things and I, and I slack a little bit or it's too hot like it's now outside and I'd rather go to the swimming pool instead of staying one hour indoors to write. But I, I have a feeling you are more consistent at this than me. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll play a little bit of the, uh, the part of the the person who has all those excuses and I will tell you, oh, these are my excuses. What? And you try to convince me that they are actually excuses and the things that I should do. What do you think? First, first of all, a pen and a notepad in your swimming pool bag I can fit. <laughs> and you're not going to be swimming all the time. No. You're going to be, you know, lying around in the shade instead of looking at your phone and answering messages or going through your Facebook page and Okay. email and being bored or thinking about work you could just write down some things and so a lot of the times we don't write because we don't um, give ourselves the right tools you know and everybody thinks so oh, if I have to write something about a project or something then I need to have my laptop with me right so you think well if I have to write about something I gotta have the laptop or I have to have my you know, keyboard uh, connected to my iPad because otherwise I can't write. No, a pen, piece of paper. I have been <laughs> writing things on the back of supermarket, um, what do you call them, receipts. Yeah. You know, the long ones, the back is empty. My goodness, there's all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> you can write a book on the back of a good, a good shopping receipt. So um, if if you need to, you can write. You, if you want to, you can write anything, anywhere. So my, my first objection there, I, I imagine myself in that scenario, right? Uh, we are recording here. It's almost 5 p.m. After we finish recording, I go to the swimming pool because it's a very hot and nice summer day. And I'm going to follow your advice. So I'm going to get my little notebook here and a pen and I'm going to find a, a table in the shade, maybe with a nice drink, and I start writing. Uh, and I know there, there will be people there, right? I don't have a private swimming pool, unfortunately. I need to go to my club where there's lots of people. And they will see me writing and they might ask me, what are you writing about? And this to me might be, I might be embarrassed to tell them that I'm writing, I don't, I don't know, whatever I'm writing to. So they think that what I'm doing is silly. And I don't, <laughs> I'm ashamed. It's one of the most creative excuses I've ever heard. <laughs> it's so many years of writing anything and anywhere. And I can assure you, nobody has ever come up to me to say, what are you writing? <laughs> Okay. It doesn't happen, okay? It really doesn't happen. Um, if it's a friend, if you're going, say, with family, children, or, you know, whatever, it, then, you know, they're going to go like, what are you writing? 
You can just say I'm writing some notes. My daughters have seen me writing since they were born. So to them, it's normal that I'm writing stuff. And I'm out with a notebook in my handbag all the time and a pen. I mean, I have multiple pens in my bag. And um, it becomes a habit. And then the people who know you, after a couple of times, they will not even comment on it or you know of course if you're supposed to be talking to them and spending time with them that's not a good you know but if they're off playing in the pool say your children and um i'm not talking about your children i'm talking about a hypothetical person going to a pool with children where we are playing and you can sit down for half an hour and actually it's a really for busy mothers who don't have much time that's one of the best times they're playing you keep an eye on them and you can write um, yeah. yeah, honestly, yes, I'm pretty sure not, not many people will come there because people are, I mean, they're mindful of other people's private spaces. And if it's obvious that you're writing, you're busy, uh, unless they really want to make conversation, they're not going to, to interrupt you and ask you what, are, what you are writing. But in any case, I will not tell them I'm writing my plans for world domination. That, that would seem <laughs> definitely weird. <laughs> Well, you could, and then look at the faces that they make, <laughs> and then they will not bother you again. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the ways that we can get into the habit of writing, and it's something that I teach all the time, is and something that I have done now for at least 15 years, is morning pages. Mm -hmm. So... Morning Pages is three pages of an A4, like a large note block, just a very simple, you know, not a fancy notebook or anything like that, but a big page, not the teeny ones. So we want space to give ourselves space to write. And it's three pages written as soon as you can in the morning. And I understand that if you have children to send to school or other things, commitments and things or people that you live with, it may not be as soon as you wake up. But before you start interacting uh, too much uh, with your job or with the world, you know, it could be you could write them on the way to work if you're on a bus or on a train or on a subway or you could uh, or find find the time. You know, some people get up earlier to do it. It only takes about 20 minutes, half an hour. And you're writing three pages without stopping. It's a stream of consciousness type of writing. It's not about writing well. And sometimes it's a shopping list. And sometimes it's like, I don't know what to write. I have nothing to write today. It doesn't matter. If you, um, there is a book by Julia Cameron. I think we spoke about this mm -hmm. before. Yeah, maybe only briefly. Right? So it's, I think it's worthwhile to... Yeah. spend a little bit yeah. more time on the artist's things. way so this is not my idea this is where i got it from the artist's way is a, a a course or a journey to unblock creativity so and it's very very it's an excellent book it's really really famous and i would suggest everybody buy it even if just for the first chapter which is about morning pages and um it is a way for your brain to dump all sorts of things and then it starts uh, dumping ideas and um, good things. At the beginning, you dump a lot of bad things, mm -hmm. and then you start dumping good things. And so some days are absolutely not very um, rewarding, as you would say, uh, but sometimes you get really big insights uh, into how your brain works. 
because, for instance, I remember once where I wrote two and a half pages and I really had nothing to write and I kept writing about, you know, silly things, nothing really. And then I realized that I still had half a page and it suddenly dawned on me, and I know this sounds more, it, it, it felt more than it sounds, but dawned on me that I had this space in front of me and I could do with it what I wanted and I realized the freedom that I have to make my own choices. And it was a really big, deep thought that I then developed and went on to you know, really make some big changes in my life. And that came out of just saying, I got half a blank page in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I can do with it whatever I want. Isn't uh, that a bit too much? I mean, being able to do whatever we want with a blank page sometimes means that we don't actually know what to do. There are so many opportunities. It's uh, like the dreaded blank page syndrome. What, what do yes. I write about? Well, do you find subject? Is, that's that's exactly right. We don't. This is uh, an exercise where you don't think. This is not about writing well or writing something of any value whatsoever to anybody else, and this is not about journaling or writing, you know, dear diary type of thing. Mm-hmm. This is about just writing. Write whatever. If you write the same word a thousand times, that's fine, you know. But it won't happen, you know. If you start writing and it's written by hand, like I said last time. Um, the brain, the handwriting process, the speed at which the hand writes is the ideal speed for our brain to develop ideas and to create, um, yeah, to develop a thought. And so you can put it down at the same rate as the brain is actually working stuff out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's a really an, it's an active meditation. That's what it is. And it's also self-therapy because you you learn so much about yourself. It is a priceless practice. And it also puts you in the, um, you practice and then you realize then when you want to do intentional writing, which is, you know, okay, now I'm gonna sit down, write a book. Um, it's easy, it's easy for you to write. A, because the idea for the book has already come out in your morning pages. Everything that I do, all the courses, all the trainings, all the ideas, everything that I do, and my photography, it's all come out of morning pages. That's how it developed. Moving to Austria, moving to England, figuring out where I want to live, what I want to do, uh, what's the next steps in my life, everything comes out of there. Because it's just something that is in me and I give it the space to come out. And then I can go back and say, oh, this is a good idea. This is not a good idea. This feels really good. This does not feel really good. This person in my life, I can do without. This person in my life, I really want it, more of it, you know. And you have the space to, you know, elaborate stuff and think things through. Mm-hmm. So this is the practice. It's very well explained in Julia Cameron's book. And it is easier if we do it in the morning before we get into the world because we are more connected to ourselves. We come out of the dreams and we're still not projected out there. We're still a little bit inside ourselves. So it's easier to connect to ourselves. But really the more you do this and the easier it is to connect with yourself when you write no matter what time you do it. So if you go to the pool and you write every day in the afternoon, that's good too. It's better than not writing. So off you go with your notebook today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I find that the, the idea, the thing about the morning, um, and the reason why myself I find it easier to to write in the morning is that when I, whenever I I commit to it and I turn off all distractions, as we said in the last episode, and uh, maybe I'm not that uh, my mind is more at rest, or maybe there's more yeah. ideas that pop that up during the night and I want to, to put them down on paper before I forget them and so on. But uh, if I decide not to write in the morning because I have emails to attend to, because I have messages uh, from people that need my help and so on, and then I say, I, I will write in the afternoon, I find that that never happens. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I get it to the end of the day and I'm tired, my mind just want to, to relax and uh, get a, go to the pool, yes, but get a drink, chat with friends, read a book maybe, but not right. So yeah, doing it in the morning helps. Um, I find it that it helps to, if you want to establish an habit of writing, I don't know how you do it, but uh, if, if I want to do it, I try to prepare the day before to prepare an, an environment that is conducive to writing. I mean, if you do it with pen and paper, could just be putting a blank sheet of paper or your notebook open with the pen on top of it on your desk the night before. So in oh, the morning, I have, it, I have it next to my bed. Or even yes. Wake up in the morning. I go. I make a cup of tea. I take the tea back to bed, and I write three pages. Yeah. While I it's, drink tea. It's like that's it. That's it's as simple as that, and it's uh, you know it doesn't take that long if you never stop. It takes forever if you stop to think about what to write. You could be there for two hours. But if you just write and never stop, which is what it's supposed to do, it's 20 minutes. It's the time to drink your tea and, you know, be kind of slowly wake up. And if you have other people or commitments or children to feed and this and that and the other, I used to do it after the kids went to school. And then I would come back make a cup of tea, sit down, and before I got into everything else, I would take this time to do it. So you make yourself that. That is a gift to yourself. That is the, the key is not like something else I have to do, but this is a, a, a sacred space that is mine and that I give to myself as a gift. And it's something that only me can give to me, that nobody gives it to me. So the moment I, I, I realized that and I understood that, then it was like something that I would definitely make time for. We make time for what we want to do. We, nobody has time for anything. We'll talk about time some other time because that's another big thing that I <laughs> have had to learn a lot about. But we make time for what we want to do. We just do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. What I wanted to say was just that, uh, I mean, for you, writing is a habit that is so ingrained that you... You just do it automatically every day, right? Uh, for many other people, me included, it's a, a practice that we know we have to do before it becomes a real habit. So uh, having a trigger, I think, helps to establish the practice into a habit. So a trigger can be a pen and paper on your desk every morning. It just triggers yeah. the thing, oh, I remember I need to write. Yes. Just, just simply that. Uh, trigger helps in to, to establish habits in some cases. So that's the, that's why I mentioned it. Um, yeah. And 
speaking of things, finding things to say, somebody told me that uh, you don't write because you have something to say. You write to find out what you want to say. What, exactly. what, what's your, do you agree with that? Yeah, exactly. In this case, especially, you write to find out what will come. And then what I do is I sometimes make a, a little mark in the note in the margin so that I can go back and find those bits where I actually pulled out some stuff that <laughs> I want to come back to. And, you know, it could be ideas, thoughts, uh, plans, projects or details or something, insights into something that I want to come back to and use to create whatever it is that then then that's the work I would do in the afternoon. You know, if I can take bits of what comes out and put them in a, okay, that is a good idea for a project, and then I will write the project. That is a totally uh, left brain type of thing, and analyzing things and and uh, simplifying an idea and putting it into a, a a training, a course, a teaching, a project, or whatever it is. Then it's that's kind of a left brain thing, you know, you, you, you're working something out. But the process of getting the idea in the first place is a right brain idea, and that comes out of like this kind of stream of consciousness type of writing. And that's where you get the idea in the first place. You go like, oh, there is this possibility. This is a good idea. This is, a, this is something that I am enjoying as I write it. I can see myself doing it. And it's exciting, you know, and paying attention to how we feel as we write. I know that, you know, some, some people, and it's happened to me, you write about something that is particularly painful. Your whole arm hurts sometimes. Your arm hurts, your hand hurts writing some things that mm -hmm. are like, yeah, but you need to get them out of your system. So, but you've realized that it's upsetting your body. Your body will respond to what you write. And in the same way, you're writing something and you just feel like so excited, it's just so good, you know? And then you go like, okay, I, wanna, I want to see if this is something that I can make happen because it felt so good writing it. That is probably a good thing that I should dig deeper into. I, I like so, the, the, the idea of uh, uh, physical pain hurting because to me, when I exercise, uh, the pain is kind of a reward. The pain right. tells me, I mean, a little bit of pain, not too much, otherwise it means yeah. I have over-exercised, over-exerted myself. But a little bit of pain is, gives me satisfaction that I've done my, my good job today. I've put on my, my work. I've ran, I've cycled, I've done push-ups until it, it starts hurting a little bit. You need to feel that little bit of discomfort that uh, so even maybe even in writing feeling the discomfort in your wrist and arm sometimes is a, is a good yeah some some things are uh, physically painful and some things we think are not really painful but then when you write them your hand hurts and you go like oh what's wrong with that i'm having difficulty you know just writing this thing out and then it goes away yeah. um and some things feel really good so it's not just the painful things that are good for you, it's the good things that are good for you too. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's a very, uh, it's a very powerful process of going deep into yourself. And, and maybe that, that pain, which can be really physical, but can also be mental, 
uh, or even psychosomatic, like uh, a mental pain that turns into a physical one, might be a manifestation of the resistance that Stephen Pressfield talks about, right? It's uh, that, yes. that, that resistance that is uh, holding you back and you feel it as a, as a kind of pain and yes. it's stopping you and... and yeah, and, and some people say, oh, I can't, you know, I write half a page and my hand hurts. Well, one reason is also because you're not used to writing with a pen more than a shopping list. And so people are not used to writing even, you know, a letter by hand or anything like that. So a little bit is just the actual physical action of writing. And yeah, today you write half a page, tomorrow half a page, and the next day a whole page. And then soon enough it's three pages and the hand doesn't hurt anymore. And then maybe you feel some, you know, discomfort by writing about certain things and some really deep excitement about writing some other things. And some things are just boring, mm -hmm. but you need to get them out of your system. <laughs> and so you do that too. <laughs> so uh, another objection I might have is that my writing sucks. Okay. I sit down, I write, and I'm not talking about morning pages, right? We know that the way they work is you you, you write kind of stream of consciousness, uh, but it's not about the quality of the writing. You're not going to publish them. But sometimes you need to write things that you need to publish. You need to write articles, lessons, books, uh, whatever. So you need to get some decent writing there. So, but people, many people say, oh, my writing sucks, I'm not, uh, my grammar sucks. Uh, make mistakes uh, and uh, people will, will never want to read what I'm writing. Well, that's not morning pages. That's no. writing yes. with intention. That's writing something specific. So it helps if you have got some ideas about what you want to write about and say you have, you know, a few bullet points of what you say you want to write a blog or an article, then you have, you know, what is it about and you have maybe three, four points that you want to make and you want to write those out. I always say that if you can speak, you can write, mm -hmm. okay? Because people don't want to read like very um, formal and sort of, uh, you know, mm -hmm. over-constructed sort mm -hmm. of writing. If anybody's reading your blog, you know, we're talking about us, photographers, creatives, painters, right, you know, whatever it is that our listeners do, it's a creative and, you know, exercise. So whatever you do, people want to hear your voice, not yes. some kind of... You, you, you don't want, you don't want academic writing because that's exactly. something that only academicians will want exactly. to read. Exactly. And that's the <laughs> Maybe point. Maybe not even them. People who, who have been to you know university and they've done a lot of writing for their academic work they have a much harder time letting go of that over formal and over constructed tone of voice than people who never wrote before because you we in italian we have this saying parla come mangi yeah mm -hmm. which is like speak as you eat but i say write as you speak it's the same type of thing you are uh, uh, you can write exactly as you speak and, and, and put that tone of voice into your writing. Obviously, then what you do is go write it as it comes, like as you would talk. And then you go over it and polish it, you know. And then you, you not when you are writing it the first time, 
turn off, you know, the spell checker and all that kind of stuff because that's a distraction. So write everything out and then you run a spell checker through afterwards and see if you've made any, you know, and you correct things. None of us writes everything perfect the first time round. You know, things need to be drafted and then second drafted, third drafted. <laughs> they need to be rewritten a couple of times. So, so, so you're saying that editing and writing should be separate moments and processes, yes. right? Yes, because if you're trying to edit as you write, you just stunt your own thoughts mm-hmm. and you just don't, you know, you don't get the flow of what you're trying to say. You can you can write, you know, a lot of rubbish. And like we said last time, then you kind of edit it down to half of what it was, maybe, because you take away everything that is unnecessary. But then you will have something that makes sense and is written in your own voice and sounds like you. Doesn't sound like some university professor with all his commas and you know in the right place. Yeah, yeah, I have to really fight against my own instinct to to edit as I write, to go over yeah. uh, immediately read what I just the sentence that I've just finished writing or even read while I'm writing, and double guessing myself and oh I could reformat this sentence, change the order of the words. This uh, doesn't sound good. Uh, it's really hard for me to to fight that instinct, but then I find that if I uh, uh, yield to that and I start editing while I write, as you said, I, I stunt my my thoughts. I mean, my I forgot was that what I wanted to write after that, and oh, now the now the sentence is clean, is perfect, is beautiful. What did I want to say next? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also you um, you. Uh, it's a control issue, you know. So letting go, letting yourself write as it comes, that's also a letting go mm-hmm. and helping your thoughts just to flow. Doing morning pages will help that as well because you'll be in the habit of totally letting go because morning pages is a complete let go exercise. You know, nothing in there is thought or edit. forget about editing, you know, it's just writing. So, um if you, and so that helps you kind of practice this thing of letting go. When you write with intention, of course, you're following some kind of a, you know, a, a, a list of bullet points or some kind of something that you've laid out what you want to write, if you want. So anyway, you have an idea in your head, you're writing on that, you know, writing on anything that happens to come through your head at the moment. So you have some kind of outline, but you still used to writing as a flowing thing. So it's easier to let it flow. And then when you get to the bottom of it, you go like, fine, I just wrote, you know, three times as much as I wanted. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to pare it down. I'm going to edit it down. I'm going to read it again. I'm going to, you know, change a few words, see if there'll be repetitions, there'll be all that kind of stuff that then you take out. But it's easier and faster. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... But, but finally, I mean, I, I don't want to give the impression that this is an easy thing to do. It's hard, right? At least it is for me. Uh, writing can be difficult, but it's, uh, it will become easier. That's the thing. I don't want yeah, to give the impression that it's, if you just sit down to do it, it will be easy. You just write whatever you think. And no, there, there will be moments when you don't really know what to write about, where things that just don't fit together. Uh, when you're tired, your mind is absorbed by distractions and everything. But 
the, the more you do it, the easier it becomes, just like with everything. So, yeah, and it's you know, we've mentioned this Stephen King that said, you know, I I get hit by inspiration every morning at eight o'clock, <laughs> three hours, something. You know, it's like you, you create a space to write and the writing happens. If you don't and you're just waiting, it's a bit like me, you know, I'm not practicing my instrument, my bass, because I'm being everywhere and I not and I'm not playing, you know, and I and I can't complain that I'm not very good as a bass player because if I don't play, I'm never going to be no. very good, you know. So um it's really practice 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 and some of it will be good some of it won't be good that's okay it will get better same with photography you know if you don't shoot and no. you don't edit you know you're never going to create you know much good photography well and if you're not Uh, if you haven't, uh, I mean, I'm talking to our listeners here, if you haven't listened to our previous episode where we talked of all the reasons why you should write, then maybe now is the time to, to go back there and, uh, and listen to it. Uh, I think we gave some, some compelling reasons to why you need to write. And hopefully we've given some tips on uh, how to get into a writing habit. Yes, and I'd like to hear from everyone. If you start morning pages, if you have questions, if you still have excuses, what is your excuse not to write? I'd love to read a lot of those because they're so creative. Like yours is the best I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> what if I write and somebody comes up and asks me, <laughs> like, what, where, in which universe would that ever happen? <laughs> so, yes, let, give me all your creative excuses why you're not writing um, and you know I really want to help people to start writing so contact us writing that you know send your vocal messages or your messages and your problem you know issues and difficulties and whatever happens I just really really uh, want to encourage everyone to give it a try it'll change your life absolutely change your life And this uh, writing, I mean, talking about writing is a, is a big part of your superpowers course? Is Actually, it? the superpowers course does not... Oh, yes, yes, Morning Pages Morning is in pages, yes. yeah, it. Yes, yeah, of course. So you just, I mean, yeah, we, it's pure, purely incidental. When I, I thought about uh, we should do a, a couple of episodes about writing, I didn't know that you were relaunching your... Uh, superpowers course but uh, I think it, it fits really well with with this so you just you just want to give a couple of uh, pointers where people can find about it oh yeah superpowers is launching I don't know when this episode is going to be published but around the time you're publishing this it should be on it starts on the 30th of August okay. um, it launches uh, in the next few days next week so end of July And for the first two weeks of August, it is half price <laughs> as well. <laughs> so it's worth checking it out soon. Um, and anyway, it's um, it covers, uh, it lasts three months and it covers uh, mind matters, time travel, wealth, warp speed wealth, flying free, 
um, adventures, uh, I can't remember that, oh, body boosters. So it, it covers all sorts of, this comes from my uh, last few years when I really had to work on myself and learn a lot of different skills and stuff to make my business thrive, to make my life different, to change every, you know, there's a, there's a lot of my life that was a bit of a mess when I got separated from my husband. I had to make a lot of things happen new. And so it's all things that I've done for myself or that I do for myself. And, uh, you know, it's about um, making money, for instance, is a big one. Um, taking care of your body is another big one. And I'm not talking about diets and stuff like that. But, um, making time, working without stress, overcoming overwhelm, all of that stuff. Time is a really big one. Uh, so actually, all of the, all these different modules which you can go and read in the landing page, uh, we'll put a link. And I think it's easier to you know, for people to go and read it rather than me rambling on about it now. Yeah, but I know many people listen to podcasts while they're running or driving. Yeah. So just if you want to give a, a word, where, where people think, can find it, maybe they'll remember it. Is that this is three months where we'll be creating habits. They are small, practical, doable habits and mind shifts which is what really you know helps to create a habit is when you start seeing things in a different way and so um, this actually does change your life on a practical level and um, I it's not just for photographers it's for everybody mm -hmm. this is not this is my only course that's not for photographers <laughs> because it's about life and so it's about the things that you can do to change and create change and create the life that you want if you are hoping to do something one day or to quit your job and do something else or to understand what you want to do with your life or all of those big 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 questions they can all be broken down into small bits and acted upon until you get to where you want to be and beyond it's amazing and this is all at your website it will be on my website yes which is FabriziaCosta.com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be up there superpowers for a while until Great. the registrations are open. Yeah. Great. Uh, no, just a little announcement uh, to make, and it's just a little technical thing. I've recently changed the domain of my main website. Uh, now it's at ugocephotography.com. That's U-G-O-C-E-I photography.com. It's just a technical thing uh, because of technical reasons. I had to change providers and domains and it's all the same. And new content, but if people are still subscribed to my old website, they might, they will be redirected to the new one. But if you're uh, hearing about this for the, for the first time, it's, um, you can find me at ugocephotography.com. And as for this podcast, all these episodes, including this one, are at closingthegap.live. And you can leave us comments and you can use the little button that is at the end of every episode to record, uh, like send us a voice message with your questions, comments, uh, requests and whatever. Great. Now Great. Look at your new website. Uh, we are uh, going to be, hopefully, we need to uh, re-establish this habit, good habit of publishing an episode every week. So we'll try to do so. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And until that time, take care. Bye-bye. Happy, nice Happy, Happy writing. Happy writing. Bye-bye. <laughs>